Hey lovelies and welcome back to another episode of Time for Tea. So if you haven't yet, I would highly recommend you get a cup or bowl of tea and drink it alongside me and we can share tea spirit, tea medicine together. So for this episode, I keep feeling like speaking about the inner child and how she has shown up in my tea practice and how I have been remothered, reparented by tea because that has been a huge part of my journey, like beyond huge, like I can't even emphasize how huge. So I'm going to pour a bowl and we'll get started. Today I'm drinking Ruby Red from Global Tea Hut. Which is an amazing resource, by the way. They have a lot of incredible teas. And they also have great teaware and courses and all the things. So check them out if you feel the vibe. And yeah, okay, so inner child healing and tea. So this has been such a huge piece of my journey this past year working with tea drinking tea imbibing her medicine that I don't even really know where to begin I think it kind of picks up from where I left last time and what I mentioned last time with this whole awareness of my inner dialogue okay because if we aren't aware of something then we can't shift it or be with it or hold space for it like if we're just numb to it and this is what tea offers so beautifully is a way back to vitality so and a way back to feeling and a way back to I want to say awakening and knowing and and having a having a higher awareness not higher like oh my god this is so much higher but just like more more awareness okay that's probably a little bit more like politically correct it's not even a political thing but you know what I mean okay this is how my mind works and this is actually funnily enough exactly what he has helped me with an acceptance of it like a kind of kind of almost like jovial like oh this is just my mind this is just what my mind does this is what human minds do but what she showed me was how numb I was initially to my internal dialogue and it is a big part of inner child healing if you can't hear what you're saying to yourself you can't change it if you want to like we don't have to change any everything but some things aren't in service of us some things are not mothering and what Tia's has done is she's provided a space a safe space a feeling of safety a feeling of not being alone where I can just be me. I don't have to censor my so-called negative thoughts. I don't have to censor my fears, my anxieties, my anger, my grief, any feeling, any feeling at all. And she's just held space for it all. And I'm not saying she does so without any boundaries of her own. In fact, in recent weeks, really over the past month, I have been you know, called out by tea? Where am I falling into patterns that also aren't serving me? Like there's a space for 
accepting and holding space and, and being with these inner child sensitivities, vulnerabilities. And there's also a time for, for tough love, for discipline, for not staying in the shadow because it's more comfortable there. And so along, so back, backtracking a little bit. So that's one of the first pieces she presented me with. But alongside that was this huge piece about relationships because in ceremony and with the way I've been taught about tea and the way I know her is that she is a spirit. She has her own energy. She has her own frequency. She is her own being. Everything has its own energy, its own frequency, its own being, but especially those of the natural world. Even saying that doesn't fully resonate, but you know what I mean. Okay, let's just keep it simple for now. I mean, we can delve into it for sure. Do all things have energy? Yes, they do. But do they all have... Yeah, okay, I'm not going to go into that. My mind is getting confused. In fact, it's even just, it's even just blocked that. So clearly you're not meant to be speaking about it. But when I started working with T what I would see time and time again, time and time and time and time and time again, was my relationship patterns coming up. The way I would relate to tea and show up to tea practice, show up to tea ceremony, would mirror directly, and sometimes confrontingly so, my relationship patterns. Being afraid of, for instance, messing things up, of not being perfect, of not wanting to let her go. Because I was taught um, by my teacher to call her into my heart at the beginning of the practice. Um, and, and I would find at the end that I would have a really hard, really, really hard time. I was wanting to say real, and then I said really. Anyway, I would have a really hard time letting her go. And my fears of being left, of being rejected, all that juicy stuff would come up. And so that was another way my inner child was showing up already in the tea space, already at the beginning. And, and so, you know, tea would hold space for that. And the more I drank her, the more I worked with her medicine, the more I felt that I wasn't alone in it. And that in itself was such a healing Every time I drink with her, I do not feel alone. I feel her energy. I feel her presence. I feel her holding me. And I feel her acceptance of me. I don't know if you can hear the thunder, but um, there's a thunderstorm taking place here in Teposlan. So you might hear that in the background because clearly we're speaking about some powerful as fuck topics. So... The weather outside is mirroring that. And I'm glad because we need rain here. We need rain here. It's been very dry. So, I, um, where was I? Inner child healing, relationship patterns. Yeah, it was just another aspect that I was seeing this and being held in this by her, by T. With so much love, with so much tenderness, I remember... You know, there was a moment early in my tea journey, and I'm still really in the early stages, let's be honest, but 
in the first few months, I, I remember there was this moment, maybe even a month into it, where I felt this trauma energy come up. Um, and I, I, I was just like, oh, this feels like quite a lot. I don't know how to hold space for this in my tea practice. Um, and my teacher really beautifully pointed out, like, you know, we don't have to do tea practice. If something feels overwhelming, we can bow out. We can, we can come back at another time to process whatever is needing to be processed. It doesn't have to be in the here and now. And you don't have to sit with her every day. There's a choice. There's a choice. And that in itself was just some kind of medicine that tea was weaving in. But really what I noticed in the first few months was that I began, I began to really hold space for myself in a different way because I was being held by tea. Like it was like she was creating a template, 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 a template for me for how I could mother myself. And I want to say mother myself better. As I see a flash of lightning, yes. She provided this template for me to mother myself better. And what I noticed was, and this felt really fucking profound, is that I sat with my body and I sat, I remember sitting in my, um, my parents' house in Hampshire, back in England, before I left for Mexico. I remember sitting on this yellow chair and I wasn't drinking tea at this point, but I was just in my body more than before. And, I, and there was this emotion that wanted to come up and I let it come up and I was able to hold space for it in a way that I hadn't ever before. And, and that in itself was just such a beautiful indicator for the work that T was, was helping me with on, in ways that I couldn't even see, you know? Seeing it in tea ceremony, of course, but seeing it outside of tea ceremony, seeing the way that she weaves herself through our lives, not just in ceremony, but outside of ceremony, it was just such a gift. I'm trying to reflect on what else to share about inner child healing and, and, and tea and my tea practice and what's come up for me so far. But it has really been this deepening of feeling my feelings. Like around March time, and if you listen to my last episode, you, you'll know this. Around March time was, um, at the end of March was when tea really presented me with this fork in the road moment of committing to her or staying the course with what I had been doing, this real choice. And I chose to walk this path of tea. It felt like I needed to, it felt resonant to, it felt like the truth to. And shortly afterwards, I think even that week or the week after, I um, I started feeling my feelings on an even deeper level. I'm talking like proper, ugly, snotty, like beautifully delicious crying. The kind of crying that comes from the depths of your fucking body and soul. And that's what kept happening for months, for months and months of just like, but particularly for that first month or two of really committing to tea, 
so much emotion began purging out of my body and I felt this lightness. I felt this heart opening. I felt this um, relief. And she held me through it all. And of course, I held myself through it all too. But like I said before, she gave me this template for what holding could feel like. For what unconditional love could feel like in the full spectrum of my emotions, in the full depth of my emotions. Because often what I was noticing is I would allow myself to cry a little with people, with humans, but not to the full extent of its of the depth of the feeling. Not to the full on, I'm just going to cry until I can't. There would be some kind of censorship. There would be, oh my God, another flash of lightning. There would be some kind of holding back. And what I did with tea, especially then, was I didn't, I didn't hold back. I fully felt my feelings. And that in itself was such a liberation because I began realizing, my inner child began realizing that T, she wasn't going anywhere. She wasn't going anywhere and she didn't have an issue with me crying. I would check in and feel her energy and it was always, always the same. There was no judgment behind it. There was no feeling of, um, you shouldn't be like this right now. It was love, a kind of really needed experience of love that my inner child did not get um, and really needed. And so there was that remothering again. And then recently, I think I mentioned this already earlier, but what I've been receiving from T as a different form of remothering and alongside this remothering with emotions, so in March, I commit to tea. And there's a remothering there, a reparenting there of staying the course of this commitment. And and noticing where I'm I can be half in, half out with commitment because of a fear, because of a feeling of like, oh, am I making the wrong choice? And and is this really what I'm meant to be doing and doubting my intuition? And so there's all of these mirrors that come up for me with tea and with inner child healing and and it has just been so profound. It's been a really, really big part of my journey. As my as the screen on my iPhone randomly lights up out of nowhere, yes, it's been a really important part of my journey. Um and one that I've noticed other people have experienced too. Like one of the women who, um, hang on, I'm just going to pour another bowl of tea. One of the women that shared this tea course that I signed up to was yoga girl, Rachel Brathen, Brathen, I think it's Brathen, on Instagram. And she has mentioned how her inner child can come very much to the surface with her tea practice. For some reason she's coming to mind, I don't know why I can't think of anyone else, but I know, I know viscerally that it can bring up our inner child pieces because really tea is this deeply mothering energy. She, she, it, she feels, and I'm not gonna dismiss other people's opinions on this, but she, for me and for so many, she feels so deeply feminine. Screw that, I know she's feminine. She has this really beautifully core feminine energy. And 
and the way it expresses itself is this kind of love that so much of us in the world are needing right now. I think there's no mistake that I was called to the tea practice when I was on the back end of a heartbreak, on the back end of feeling like my heart had like been smashed into a million pieces. Um, and yeah, like I was saying, there's this been this piece alongside it of commitment, and this piece alongside of of there being a remothering with with um discipline with containment, with boundaries, with honouring what I say I'm going to do. And that's been coming up more and more strongly the past month, I would say, but really since the beginning, because deciding to do a path like this, following this path, following the unknown, following T and what she's guiding me towards, um, has been has been a form of it has been the most committed relationship I've been in. So then there's that whole other remothering aspect when it comes to relationships, when it comes to even potential future romantic partners, like where am I committing and where am I half in, half out? And can I open my heart and let myself be vulnerable? Again, this template that she gives me for how how I can operate with more of my heart and relationships with others, with other humans. Because I do in the natural world so easily. And humans are part of the natural world too. But what I love about tea is how unfiltered she can be. Particularly when we drink living tea. Tea that has soul to it. That hasn't been contaminated, manipulated, abused but has been worked with, with farmers that really care, that don't want to exploit her, but want to bring out the best in her. So this episode is feeling kind of complete for now. Maybe I'll do a second part on inner child healing because there's been so many layers to it. But for now, I'm going to leave it here. I might pull a card for all of us collectively. I'm going to use the Nature Nurture deck by Marcella Kroll because I love this deck. And it ties in beautifully with the nature element that this podcast now embodies. And so let's see what comes up. Ooh, there we go. We've got air and message. <sighs> and at the bottom we have bear and rest. Let's see what comes through. All of us right now need to rest. Prioritize rest. Prioritize your body. Prioritize your nervous system so that they can thrive in the higher levels of consciousness that are coming through thick and fast. Remember to rest beings. Remember to rest people. Rest, 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 rest. That's all I'm hearing in my head. Okay, with air and message, it's time to speak your fucking truth. For whoever is listening to this at this time, it is time to speak your fucking truth. Do not shy away from the truth. Speak it out loud. Even just to yourself will be significant. 
speak it out loud. Get it out of you, not hidden within you. It's go time, baby. Okay, anything else? Okay, I'm hearing that's it. So I will speak to you. I'm going to now commit. I'm going to speak to you next week and I'm sending you love in the meantime.